thank the Lord first for allowing me to be here today. Um, but today actually is a very special day for me. Um, not because I get to preach for the first time at EM service, which I'm really thankful for. Um, not because my wife is singing up here um, for EM service, first time as well. But we were talking about it yesterday, and my wife saw like, wow, isn't it great, honey? And I'm like, yeah, I'm preaching. Pretty nervous, but yeah, it's great, isn't it? God is good. But she said, you know, three years ago, I wanted to leave you. <laughs> I didn't want to see your face three years ago. But you know, God does wonders because we're both standing here being used by God, restored, and sharing this with you guys. This is really amazing for, for me and my wife. Um, it is something that we would have never pictured coming to pass just two years and six months ago. We would have never pictured, if someone told us that, you know what, in, in, in 2021, in April, it's April, right? April, yeah. You're going to be preaching and your wife's going to be singing next to you. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not happening. But you know what? I'm here and, and I just want to give all the praise to the Lord. So I'd like to open up with a prayer. Father God, you are the master at putting back what was broken. You are, you are so good at getting back what was lost. You are, though there are a lot of kingdoms in this world, you are the king of kings, Lord. Lord, so we ask that you take your rightful place in this place. We ask, Lord, that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, that you would open our hearts, that you would open our ears, that we may no longer be deceived by the enemy, but, Lord, that we may hear and understand what is true so the truth will set us free, Lord. So take your place in this room, Lord, and the hearts of men and women that are gathered here. Take your place in my life, my lips, Lord. I give on to you. Use them for your purpose. I am nothing, Lord. I do not know anything, but you, Lord, know the needs of your, of your sheep, Lord. So take your place, Lord. We give you all the praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, it's, it's good to be here. I was a little nervous, but um, still am a little bit. But, you know, it's, it's great, great to be here. Um, um, I wanted to talk about, well, lately, lately, um, I've been meeting a lot of people, meeting a lot of people who are, who are hurting, who are lost. I've been hearing, and I've been actually having the opportunity to meet them. And, and I could see, I could see uh, the pain. I could see the struggles that these people are going through. Um, and the reason why I'm able to see them is because I was that person who was captive for, for such a long time. Um, um, I was bonded. 
I was uh, uh, chained uh, because of my wrong choices that I made. Uh, but then the, nonetheless, I was captive. Uh, but now that I am free, praise to God, I'm able to see the pain. And I want them to know uh, the truth. I want them to know how to be free from this captivity. Um, so I want to talk, I want to share my life, obviously, my testimony. Um, but I want to talk about the spiritual aspect of my struggles and my testimony. So, so in order for me to talk about my spiritual aspect, we're going to have to uh, uh, get into the spiritual realm. And first I want to introduce that the spiritual realm is, is very real and it's, and it's fierce and bloody and it involves life and death. And it can and has held me captive for many years. Um, and there are also a lot of spiritual principles that govern the spiritual world, just like the principles that govern our world in reality, the physics. Uh, whatever goes up must come down. Likewise, there are principles that govern the spiritual realm. I don't want to get too much into the detail, but I want you to know that these are principles um, that God allows, um, not because he's weak, not because he can't just change everything, but it's because of his character. God works, moves in principles. He doesn't wield his powers. He's not emotional. He, he, he is, you cannot think of God as, as, as a human. You know, we get angry. I, I tell my kids I love them unconditionally, but you know what? I get upset at them. When they, do certain, when they do certain things, I'm angry. But God is not like that. We got we to gotta, we gotta stop thinking. We got to stop putting God in a box. So, so with, with that in mind, um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to scare you guys. I don't want to put fear or, or you know, uh, I don't want to scare people that are here that, you know, if we do something, you know, we're going to get attacked. As a body of Christ and as believers, we do have a protection from God. But it ultimately comes down to our individual choices. When we make a choice, it opens the door for the enemy to lay siege um, in our life. And, and that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. Um, I am ashamed that I have made those choices um, and consequently, I have struggled with a lot of addictions. And, and, that, and those addictions just didn't transpire overnight. You know, sin, when sin comes in, it doesn't just sprout and take over your life overnight. You know, sin is very subtle. It's very subtle. It's actually like a seed. <laughs> you know, just like faith grows, likewise, sin grows. You know, um, in, in the beginning... I remember when I was young, first thing I did was maybe I would smoke a cigarette. And then it would open a small door, small door for the, for the enemy to lay a siege against me. So what happens next? After I smoke, I go to a party. Hey, why don't I try that alcohol? So I try that alcohol. And what, what happens after that? 
and do it over and over and again. And, and pretty soon later, somebody say, hey, you want to try this? This right here? You know, it's going to make you feel real, real good. And I'll say, you know what? I smoked, I drank. What, what's wrong with the little puff? And that's how sin creeps into your life. So I want to, uh, for the sake of, um, <clears throat> for the sake of the argument, <laughs> I like to uh, uh, picture myself as as a castle. Everybody has a castle in the spiritual realm. I don't know if me have been watching too many medieval time movies, but um, I like to picture myself as a castle. Uh, I have a castle, and it's very healthy. It's very healthy. God made it really healthy. But as I make these sinful choices. And as I make, and I, and as I make, and as I <laughs> open the door, I give right to the enemy to lay siege against my castle. So in the beginning, he would camp out right in front of me, and then I would open another door, and that would consequently make uh, the enemy. The, we would allow the enemy to put another siege against me, and pretty soon, pretty soon, uh, what do I find? After all those bad mistakes and my habits, bad habits, it becomes an addiction. And by the time it comes an addiction, what took place in the spiritual realm is that the enemy lay sieged all over my castle and created a stronghold. Stronghold, when the, when the stronghold takes place, I cannot fight back anymore. Maybe before then I was able to fight back. I was able to, um, you know, get help. I was able to get help. I would use my own willpower to overcome my addictions. I would go to uh, various meetings uh, to try and overcome these uh, addictions, temptations. But what happens when a stronghold takes place? I don't have any more control. I don't have any more control. The enemy has the control over my life. Enemy tells me to go there. Enemy tells me to do that. So even though I don't want to do it, I do it. And that's a very scary thought. It's a very scary place to be. And you do not want to be there. But I see a lot of people who are there. Um, now that I am free, now that I am free, I can see the captivity. I can see the struggles. Um, and it really saddens me. It saddens me because these people are deceived. They're deceived. They, they tend to believe the enemy rather than God. They, tell, they tend to believe the lies over the truth. And that's what the enemy tries to do with our lives. And and I like to uh, share with you what happened to me um, during my breakthrough. I had several breakthroughs, but the most recent one was, was here, actually. Um, uh, in morning service, um, I uh, I was I was coming through. I was I was 
at the process of getting well, um, or at least I thought, um, and I come to morning service. Um, but in the spiritual realm, what was taking place was um, the strongholds and the enemy had actually infiltrated my walls, infiltrated my castle, and I was at the top of my castle, um, and I had nowhere to go. But I remembered, I remembered that if you repent, I remember that if you cry out to God, that God will hear you and he will deliver you. So I mustered any energy that I had left. Uh, but, you know, come to think of it, I believe it was the Holy Spirit um, giving me the strength to call out his name. And when I cried out, I felt as though uh, God had dropped a bomb, boom, on my castle among my enemies. And what happened was my enemies were, were destroyed, but I, I wasn't touched. My, my castle wasn't touched. Although my, my, there was still damage from the battle, um, I wasn't touched. Um, I think um, a good description is the game that I play recently or lately. I've been playing this game. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of it, Clash of Clans. Um, I guess nobody plays that game in here. <laughs> but me and my wife, we have a lot of fun playing that game. And that game, basically, you have your own castle and you attack each other uh, with troops and whatnot. But every time you throw your, your weapons um, at the other side, your troops don't get hurt. It's only their troops. And there's this big rocket. Rocket takes a lot of elixir, if you guys know what that is. There's a big rocket that shoots up and boom, hits that spot, and all your enemies just annihilate it. And that's really similar to, to what happened. I know it's funny, but it's a really good description of, of what took place that day. Because ever, ever since that day, I was delivered. I was delivered. I mean, there's some things that took place. Before that, I skipped a lot of, a lot of details, which I will go over again. Um, but that's basically what happened that morning. And, and after that morning, I was, I was free. Literally, I was free. I was free from my addictions, from nicotine, from, from drugs, from, from a lot of different things. I was, I was free that day. And, and I remember that day because that's a very special day for me. And I'm sure that's a very special day for someone else in here too because that's his birthday. And on May 8th, 2019, is, I can never forget because that's my dad's birthday and that's Gavin's birthday. <laughs> and that's the day I was delivered. So um, I will never forget that day. Um, but, but that's what took place. Uh, and that's how I was delivered. Um, but I would like to share two verses, two verses uh, to back up my, my point. I know my testimony could be exaggerated. My testimony could be uh, biased. Um, actually, my testimony could be, uh, you know, a lot of things. You know, my, um, my testimony is just my testimony. But the Word of God is, is true. The Word of God is true. It's God-breathed, and it is true. So 
I would like to back up my testimony with, with the Word of God. So let's take a look at two, these two verses. Our first one is um, Hebrews 4.16. It says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Let's look at that for a second. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace. Um, we need to understand. We need to understand that, that God has built a throne uh, with the blood of Jesus Christ, a throne of grace. You know, um, we could picture a throne of grace as going to the White House. You know, not many people could go to the White House. I, I know I can't get in there if I go in there. These days, they'll probably just shoot us on sight, right? <laughs> Kill us on sight after what happened, right? Um, but God has this throne. He, he made a throne of grace by the blood of Jesus. Um, he has this throne that where we could come, we could come to him with all our needs. And it says we could come with confidence. We don't have to come with fear. You know, back in the days... If you, if you go, you know, uh, if you want to see the king, you have to be trembling in, in, you know, before his presence, right? If you say something wrong, you're going to get killed, right? Or even, you're going to get killed. But God says you could come confidently. You don't have to hide. You could come to him. And that's where you find his mercy. His mercy uh, and grace in time of need. Um, and that's where I found my, my, my mercy because um, I was in need, and I cried out to him. You know, it's, it's not even my strength that I cried out to him. Really, it was, it was God's strength. He, he gave me the strength. He poured out his spirit on me, and he allowed me to cry out to him and, and repent, um, which takes us to our next, next verse, First John 1 John 1.9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. It says, if, if we confess our sins. I, I believe confession here means if we repent of our sins. So bringing you back, bringing you back to, our, to my testimony. Um, uh, bringing you back. Um, before May, before May 2019, um, I was actually addicted, or I was addicted, yes, I was addicted. One of my addictions was gambling. So my God at that time was, was money. Uh, I wanted to solve everything with, with money. Um, I thought more about gambling than I thought about anything else. Um, but I had a chance, by the grace of God, to give that up. Um, so, um, although I was doing very well, believe it or not, I was playing poker, <laughs> but, but I was doing very well. Uh, but I gave that up. And, and when I did that, when I gave that up, I believe God, God honored it. God honored it. Believe it or not, he did. Because, um, you know, this, this gambling addiction for me, it was, it was lifelong, really. And, and finally, you know, I was at a point where, where I felt like there was something that I did good at. And, and I was really good at it, but, but it ate me up. 
It ate me up. It didn't matter. It didn't matter where I was. I was. My head was, you know, uh, gambling. It didn't matter whether I was home with my children, whether I was lying in bed with my wife. I was still. My head was still there, um, and and it's really scary because because I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't get out of it, and and. When I laid it down, I laid it down. I laid it down by, by going into the casino and banning myself for life. I, I went in there and I banned myself for life. And I believe God honored it because he took that, I believe, I believe he took that as a repentance. It was my first step, real step of turning away from the path that I was headed. And when I confessed my sins um, he was faithful and when i cried out to him he he forgave me he forgave my sins and he purified me of all my un unrighteousness you see the enemy wants us to sin and he wants us to hide he doesn't want us to bring it to light but the truth is, darkness has no power in light. So when we bring it to light, light, darkness flees. And if we bring it to God, he will be merciful and forgive. Amen. Amen. And another point that I want to make is, is that God understands. Um, it says that, his compassions are new every morning. Um, and I believe his compassion comes from his understanding. He understands my weakness. He understands the pains that we go through. He understands the disappointments. A lot of people, have, you know, I'm sure all you guys ask this question. Why am I going through this? Why are you allowing this? My son, Benjamin, he's sitting right there. He always tells me, you don't understand. And you know what? That's true. I don't understand. I don't. I'm not with you all the time. But you know what? God's with us all the time. He sees what we've been through. He sees the pains. He sees the reasons why we're acting this way. He sees why we are addicted, what led to those addictions. I'm not, I'm not trying to justify my action in any way. You know, I made those choices, and I am ashamed. But I am glad that God delivered me. One other thing that I thank God is, ever since I was a child, under the care of my parents, I would always get caught. <laughs> I would always get caught. So I would get into a lot of trouble. And guess what? When I got married... Same thing. So I thought, man, did I marry my mom? <laughs> I really thought I'd marry my mom. But you know what? I thank God for that because getting caught actually brought it to light. You know, when, when sin comes into light, it has no power. <laughs> it has no, no, they cannot put siege on you. When you bring it to light, that siege that the enemy laid disappears. God has that authority to take it away. And that's what he did. 
That's what he did. And that's what he, he will do. That's what he will do. Amen. Amen. And there's another thing. There's another thing. He doesn't just understand them. He also has the power to fix it. Amen? He has the power to put it back. And to put it back better than it was before. I thank God that I went through those addictions. You know what? I would not be standing here if I didn't. Right? I thank God. I really do. He has the power. We got to stop placing God in a box. I'm sure, I know that's pretty cliche, but we got to start, stop minimizing his powers. He is powerful. He is the Lord. He's the creator. He will deliver you. He can do all things. There is nothing he cannot do. And I testify. I testify. Amen. Amen. This is the truth. Yeah, this is the truth. He wants us to come just as who we are. Just as who we are. Broken, defeated, addicted. Without any pretense, we got to stop pretending. You got to stop pretending it's okay. You got to stop pretending. And you just got to come as who you are. All you have to do is confess. Confess with confidence. Confess with humility. Confess and repent and ask God to help you. And I promise you, I promise you, he will, he will help you. He will help you. He will, he will cleanse you of your sins. He will remember them no more. As the east is, how does it go? <laughs> As the east is to the west. He will, he will, he will, he will forgive you. I, I promise you, I, he will. But you just have to. You just have to trust the word of the Lord, word of the word of God right here. It's written. It says, if you confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just. And he will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. Everybody knows we can't go to heaven with a pint of sin. Everybody knows that, right? We cannot go to heaven with a little bit of sin. And it is written right here. It says, all unrighteousness. It'll, it'll from, from the day you were born to the day you meet the Lord. He's going to cleanse you, purify you, all on your, all on your righteousness. But you know what? We've got to go to him every day. Every day. We've got to approach the throne room of grace. It is available. It is open 24-7. And we got to go in confidence. You got to go in confidence. He understands. He's compassionate. He's merciful. He's merciful. You need to receive his mercy. Only then, only then can you forgive others. What does the, what does the uh, uh, Lord's Prayer go? It goes, 
forgive us our trespasses so that we could trespass those who, those who trespassed against us. How can we forgive others if God hasn't forgiven you? If, if you've never received God's forgiveness, there is no way you're going to truly forgive other people. You cannot. Do you think you could love others like God does unless he loves you first? No. You cannot love others unless God loves you. You can maybe love them with, with how we love, you know, our, with our culture, you know, but that's not love. That's just pretense. It is so wicked. Our generation is so wicked. And, and you know, there's so many people deceived. So many people. So many people are deceived. And there's more, actually. I forgot one other point. <laughs> when, you, when you come to him, when you truly, truly confess, you say, Lord, I need your help today, Lord. I need your help today, Lord. Without you, I cannot sustain myself. Lord. I cannot do it. It's, it's plain and simple. When you say, Lord, I need your help today, I cannot live this life on my own. It is difficult. I may pretend like it's okay, but Lord, without you, it is difficult. People are in depression. People are getting cancer. People are getting sick. People are scared. They're living in trepidation, the pandemic. If you're with the Lord, a thousand may die. Ten thousand may be slaughtered next to you, but you will not be touched. It says in the Bible, Right? What does it say? It says, you will only see the rewards of the wicked. What does that mean? It means that you're only going to see the penalty of their sins. You're not going to experience it. Amen? This is, this is something really cool, really cool. Um, when you come to him, when you come to his throne, or when you even just decide to turn away from your sinful ways, or, or maybe you're not a believer, maybe, you know, you want to know him, whatever your reasons may be, I do not know. I do not know. I'm not. I do not know. Only God knows. But when you do, when you make that commitment in your heart, you know what he does? He runs to you. He runs to you. He has you in his sight. Believe it or not, when we are living a sinful life, we think, oh, God, why do you forsake me? Why do you leave me? But that is not true. When you are in despair, when you are hurting, when you are in pain, God is all the more closer. He's got you in your sight. If you just open your mouth, if you just reach for him, he will run to you. But, you know, I told you about those principles. There are principles. I don't know the details, you know. Ask my pastor. He knows all of those. He knows, he knows them. But I don't know the details. But I know this. The reason why God is almighty and is just is because he operates in that realm. He doesn't wield his power like we do. If, if we have that kind of power, we become dictators. We become anarchists, whatever, right? Right? We cannot control, but God, he is just. And he's righteous. 
And he, and he is searching all the time. He has you in his sight. He has you in his sight. You see, the battle is not ours. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. We don't even have to fight. He fights for us. We cannot fight. We cannot fight. We don't, we don't have the resources. We don't have the resources to fight. We're, not, we're, not, we're, we're outdone. You know? Um, they're much smarter than, than we are. We, we don't have the power. But you know what? He is the king of kings. Like I said, there are a lot of kingdoms in this world. But he is the real king. Amen? Amen. So here's, the, here's what we get. What we get. This, is, <laughs> this is the reward. You know, he doesn't finish there. Thank God. He doesn't finish there. You know, he gives us freedom. Freedom. Freedom from our struggles. Freedom for me from my addictions. Freedom. Deliverance. Complete and utter deliverance at an instant. Boom. He delivered me. Boom. He can do it. He can do it. He can do it. I want you guys to know he could do it. He could do all things. He could do it. Do you guys believe me? I don't think you, none of you guys believe me. He could do it. I'm, I'm telling you. He can do it. He can deliver you. He can. He can. He can. And then what else does he do? Man, there's so many things he does. But I want to point out, he feels you. He gives you his peace. Um, and that peace is so real. And when you have that peace, um, you just don't worry. You just don't worry about tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? I've got. <laughs> I have got. I don't worry about anything. Maybe that's my problem. Uh, my, my, my wife always says, Is that what you say, honey? I don't, I don't know, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I don't worry. I don't worry. Um, I don't worry. God is with me. Uh, he is so good. He is so good. He is the master at rebuilding what the enemy destroyed. Relationship with my wife and my children, you know, they know. They're right here. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend it was ugly. But you know what? God restores. Believe it or not, he does. If any of you, could, any of you guys might think, oh, it's too late. No, it's, it's not too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. What can we not forgive in Jesus' name? What can we not forgive in Jesus' name? I mean that. You can. You could. Yeah, there's nothing you cannot forgive. Nothing. Nothing. In this world, nothing. Until Jesus comes, there's nothing you cannot forgive because he will make it happen. I know it's, it's, some things are just way out there. I, I agree I, I sometimes. But you know what? He can. That's the truth. Don't be deceived. Don't think it's over. It's never over. There's always hope. Hope and faith, they work together. That's what brings us to heaven. Hope and faith. God always gives you hope and faith together. Don't ever forget that. It's always together. Always 
Praise the Lord. Wow, I was so blessed preparing this. I was actually just bawling, crying, preparing this. <laughs> you know, because I forgot. It's been, a, it's been a year since, since I prepared a message, and, and I forgot. I forgot the things he did for me. Honestly, the hardest, hardest part for me to, to prepare this message was not the scripture, but it was my testimony. Can you believe that? Can you believe that I forgot what he did to me? I couldn't believe it. It's only been two years, and I forgot. I forgot the path that he took me to, took me through. He took me through the valley of shadow of death, and he prepared a table before my enemies. Literally, he prepared a table. He took on my side, and he wiped away all my enemies. He defeated them, annihilated them, total destruction. They had no chance. No chance, no chance, no chance. That's the God I serve, and that's the God that's here today. And that's the God that wants to minister to you guys. He's right here, and it's, it's not me, it's, it's him. He's right here. He is. And you know what else did he turn my mourning into dancing? You know, literally when I first heard that song, I thought the mourning was I didn't know the mourning they meant on this song was grief, you know, grieving mourning. I thought it was the, the mourning that comes after night because my mornings were miserable. You know, it was just yelling and it was just, this is before I was obviously delivered. <laughs> it was just so full of, ah, you know, I don't even want to talk about it. It was just stressful. So I never got up, I never got out of bed really. I just stayed in bed. Because I didn't want to deal with it. But he turned my morning into dancing. Every morning I wanted to get up. And I praised the Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for not leaving me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me another day. Your mercies are truly new every morning. Your compassions, Lord. There is no one like you. <sighs> there is no one like you. We are a new creation. You know, the Bible is so true. Every, every verse that the Bible says you know there's a lot of verses i only know a few of them but if you really experience those verses they're true we are a new creation i am a new creation i am a new creation my body might be the same but my spirit my spirit god gave me a second chance well actually i take that back he gave me many 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 chances you know the the righteous falls but they get up the righteous falls and they get up Right? Seven times. For me, it's like more like 700 times. But he allows me to get up because of his mercies and because of his compassion. Because I can go to him every morning. Every time I mess up, I go to him. And, and he never, never, never does he scold me. Never does he condemn me. Never does he tell me to wait. When I come to him sincerely, with a broken heart. He never refuses me. He's never busy for me. And he gives you purpose. He gives you a purpose in life, direction in life. You know, when you know that someone loves you, when you know that you have purpose in your life, you know, it, it's such a motivating factor. It motivates you. When, when my children love me, when, when my wife loves me, 
loving my parents, loving my friends. But when God loves you, something happens in your spirit. Boom. I mean, I love all these people, but when God loves you, He takes you a different level. It's like you level up. You level up. Amen. Amen. Excuse me. I'm about to close. Um, so if I could have the uh, praise team. There's another thing that happens. Um, when you come into a relationship with God, um, you come into a covenantal relationship. Um, I wanted to uh, explain that a little bit. Um, and the best way is through uh, a contract. Contract is where two or more parties come together for a transactional purpose, for a transaction. You know, you give and you take like a, like a lease, lease agreement. That's a contract um, where one of you guys have to, where both parties have to actually, uh, you know, provide a service and you pay or whatnot. So that's a relationship, right? That's a transactional relationship. But a covenant is more like a marriage. You know, marriage is, you know, do you guys still remember the, the marriage vow? It says, for richer or poorer, in sickness or in health, until death do us apart, right? Something, something, death do us apart. So basically it means there's nothing either one could do to break that relationship, right? Um, and that's a very solemn promise you're making when you're getting married. And, and, and you do it, right, you do it in front of everybody, right? But when you come into a covenantal relationship with God, it's very similar, very similar, um, except that it can never be broken. Death cannot do us apart with God. Once you come into His relationship, His covenant, it's sealed by the blood of Jesus. And that love of Jesus cannot be broken cannot be broken.